All right, before I start the show, I want to tell you about our sponsor, MetPro. Last spring, you might remember that I did an episode with MetPro's founder, Angelo Poli, about how his company has helped thousands of people understand their bodies better through metabolism tracking. Well, MetPro just launched a brand new tool that lets you see the same science and tailored strategy that their experts use. So you can start tracking, analyzing, and learning what your metabolism responds to best. Now, my listeners get up to one month for free when you sign up, so head to metpro.co slash getfitguy to learn more. Welcome to the Get Fit Guys, quick and dirty tips to slim down and shape up. My name is Ben Greenfield, and I'm the Get Fit Guy. Now, this week, the American Lung Association reported the results of their measurement of the levels of ozone and soot particles in the air in almost a 1,000 U.S. cities and counties. Well, no surprises here, but Los Angeles, sorry to all you L.A. listeners, is near the top of the most polluted list. And not too far behind are the cities of Houston, Dallas, Oklahoma City, Cincinnati, New York, Washington, Philadelphia, and St. Louis. The cleanest cities, which actually did not have a single day of unhealthy levels of ozone or particle pollution, were Bismarck, North Dakota, Rapid City, South Dakota, and the Fort Myers and Palm Beach areas of Florida. Well, whether your city is clean or dirty, you've no doubt at some point in your life walked or run by the side of the road and experienced that intoxicating inhale of truck or car exhaust. And if you're a recreational runner, cyclist, walker, or do any other mode of exercise in a polluted area or near a busy road, you should know whether that polluted air may be causing some damage to your body or your lungs. So in today's episode, you'll discover how pollution affects exercise and what you can do about it. Let's first take a look at what research has to say about what happens to your lungs, body, and bloodstream when you exercise in a polluted environment. A 2004 review of pollution studies worldwide, which was conducted in Australia, found that even low levels of airborne pollutants cause lung damage similar to the damage caused by high levels of airborne pollutants in people not working out. The researchers concluded that people who exercise outdoors, especially in polluted areas, should probably be more worried than they actually are. Well, how does this happen? The polluted particles in the air can sail past your nasal hairs, which are your body's first line of defense, and settle deep in your lungs. Some particles remain there, causing irritation and inflammation in your lungs, and other particles migrate into your bloodstream, which can increase your risk of a heart attack or a stroke. Because exercise means deeper breathing, more of these particles bypass your nasal filter. Well, another study that appeared in the New England Journal of Medicine found that women who lived in communities with relatively high levels of air pollution in the form of those tiny particles known as soot were more likely to die from heart attacks compared to women who lived in cleaner air. Researchers concluded that these fine soot particulates are definitely something to worry about, especially for athletes who can take in elevated doses during exercise. In addition, a 2005 study at the University of Edinburgh had healthy volunteers ride exercise bikes inside a laboratory for 30 minutes. 
while at the same time breathing piped-in diesel exhaust fumes at levels approximately similar to those you'd find beside a city highway at rush hour. Afterwards, the researchers found that the blood vessels of the subjects were normally affected, specifically in a way that didn't allow blood and oxygen to flow easily to those people's muscles. At the same time, levels of something called tissue plasminogen activator, which is a naturally occurring protein that dissolves blood clots, significantly fell. Researchers concluded in this study that exercising by a polluted road created ideal conditions for a heart attack which can start when your arteries constrict and a clot forms. Without sufficient levels of that tissue activator, the clot isn't dissolved, the artery is blocked, and the heart is damaged. Well, before you throw up your hands and quit exercising altogether, let me tell you, it's not all bad news. In a recent study published in the Medicine and Science in Sports and Exercise Journal entitled Anti-Inflammatory Effects of Aerobic Exercise in Mice Exposed to Air Pollution, A longer timeline was used to study exercise in polluted environments. In previous studies, the effects of polluted air were studied immediately after exercise, but not for an extended period of time after exercise. But in this study, a five-week timeline was used. Well, it turns out that mice exposed to those diesel exhaust fumes you heard about earlier, those poor mice, in the absence of an exercise program, saw a dramatic spike in lung inflammation and free radical damage to their cells from that pollution. But a group of mice that exercised while being exposed to the same level of pollution seemed to undergo changes over those five weeks that almost completely protected them from the pollution. Researchers concluded that long-term aerobic exercise presents protective effects, possibly by the body creating natural antioxidants that fight against the damage caused by pollution. I want to tell you about today's sponsor, the FitTrack Dara Smart Scale. FitTrack gives you in-depth insights on your fitness progress to help you reach your goals. The Dara Smart Scale measures 17 health metrics, including BMI, hydration, muscle mass, and a whole lot more, and it syncs with the free FitTrack app. So all your health insights are available, well, wherever you are. And the scale takes up to eight different users, which is something I really like about FitTrack because, well, I don't live alone and it's really nice to have those insights available to everybody in the house. Now, I like to track my muscle mass, but my partner has an eye on her hydration levels. So whatever you want to focus on, FitTrack can help you do it. So stop measuring just your weight and start measuring your health with FitTrack. Go to getfittrack.com slash fit to take 50% off your order. Plus, for a limited time, you'll also save an additional 10%. If you go to G-E-T-F-I-T-T-R-A-C-K, that's getfittrack.com slash fit, and you will save 50% plus an additional 10% off your order. So don't miss out on this amazing limited time offer and go to getfittrack.com slash fit. So what about the effects of exercise and pollution in humans, who aren't necessarily the same as mice? Well, in humans, studies have found that daily hospital admissions for respiratory and cardiovascular problems do indeed correlate with air quality readings, as you might expect. But upon closer inspection, the health benefits of exercise seem to outweigh the risk of pollution. 
For example, in 2010, researchers in the Netherlands used epidemiological data to estimate that the effects of switching from a car to a bike for short daily trips in polluted cities would subtract between 1 and 40 days from your average lifespan. But the additional exercise would actually extend your average lifespan by 3 to 14 months. So ultimately, it turns out that when presented with the decision to exercise or not exercise in a polluted environment, it's better for your overall lifespan to exercise. Another study at the University of British Columbia's Environmental Physiology Lab investigated subjects for seven weeks. While cycling at a variety of intensities, one group was exposed to air with exhaust from a diesel engine, while another group breathed clean, filtered air. Researchers found that exercise could literally overpower the effect of pollution in a similar antioxidant-producing manner that was noted previously in the mice. Ultimately, the more research that's being done on exercise and pollution, the more it's appearing that the potent anti-inflammatory and antioxidant effects of exercise can counteract the damage from air pollution. And if you have to make a choice between exercising in polluted air or simply canceling that day's workout, it's actually better to go out and exercise. Once you're out there exercising, you have to know how to minimize the damage from exercising in pollution. Even if you are going to make that decision to trust your body's built-in protective abilities and go ahead and exercise in polluted air, you should take steps to minimize the damage. So here are my five quick and dirty tips to keep you even safer while exercising in pollution. Tip number one is to time your workouts. Due to heat from the sun and ozone, which affects pollution, air quality is lowest when temperature is highest. So plan any outdoor exercise in the cooler morning or evening times. Tip number two is to steer clear of roads. Avoid walking or biking along busy streets where levels of pollutants tend to be significantly higher by moving just a few feet away from the road or preferably avoiding busy roads altogether. You can significantly lower airborne particle inhalation. Tip number three is to do your research. At airnow.gov, you can check the EPA's daily air quality forecast for most major cities in the U.S., and then you can decide which day might be best for your big outdoor run or bike ride if you have something like that planned. Tip number four is to wear a mask, and I've personally resorted to this tip while exercising in busy, polluted cities like Bangkok and Hong Kong. Although I don't get any fashion points, I've found that my pollution nausea post-workout tends to be significantly lower after a run in which I've worn one of those special filtration masks. Tip number five is to use antioxidants. And sure, your body does produce its own antioxidants, but it's smart to give your body some help with food or supplements too. So look for foods high in antioxidants like pomegranates, blueberries, cherries, kale, and tomatoes, all of which can help you fight those free radicals even better. Now, if you have more questions about exercise and pollution, then be sure to listen to another recent podcast that I recorded over at bengreenfieldfitness.com about exercise and pollution. I'll link to it in the show notes, or you can just go over to bengreenfieldfitness.com and do a search for pollution. And you can also join the conversation over at facebook.com slash getfitguy. And I hope to see you there.
Until next time, I'm Ben Greenfield, the Get Fit Guy, asking you, what are you waiting for? Go get fit. Get fit.